Yeah, so I'm just gonna jump jump us in right now. Uh, so yeah, we're this is the 15th episode of the Hundred Podcast. Um, sorry about the delay. It's been like a month. I moved to Arizona, so I'm back to the valley for a little bit. Uh, yeah, you just for a, a couple of days. Everybody. Oh my god. Me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So today I got Daniel Harrison in, and he's a singer, songwriter, uh, worship pastor good friend of mine mm-hmm. uh yeah he's he's a little bit of everything website designer mm-hmm. he's done a few things but yeah. uh how you doing today bro how you feeling good. yeah i'm super super good and i'm just super happy for you man i think this is awesome i love how you're just a go-getter you have great ideas and uh i just i love this concept of your blog i'm super excited to be here thank you man i appreciate yeah. it i appreciate you coming on. i'm excited for this one this is uh Absolutely. i hope this one's like you know educational for everybody oh, and for sure It'll be fun because yeah. we're friends outside of here. Oh, absolutely. I know I mean, you we wrestle in like swimming pools and stuff. Yeah, you like <laughs> try to choke me and play basketball together, <sighs> do life together. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the valley. Yeah. You know. So. But, yeah. yeah, but uh, so I don't know. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning, I guess. How obviously you're from the south, bro. How was it growing up in Alabama? Yeah, what was that? It was good, man. It's beautiful. Obviously, it's a lot different than here yeah you know, yeah it's called alabama the beautiful so it's got lots of green trees and forests and rolling hills and so my dad's been a pastor my whole life i was born in birmingham alabama um we had a little a little church out there in the country and i was there for 14 years so i was 14 uh, we moved out of this little tiny country town planted a church in the big city of birmingham uh, and then i went to a big school there in fact the high school i went to was called hoover so you may have heard you may have heard Hoover. Uh, Hoover's on like ESPN all the time. Yeah, they, won they had eight. a show, I think, right? They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see that? When yeah, really. I saw the TV show. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, so on MTV. Hear, I think they had one on MTV or no? Was it not it on was MTV? MTV. I think it was on MTV, yeah. right? Yeah. MTV, then I did watch it. Yeah. MTV did a uh, a show called Two a Days. Mm-hmm. So you know the Two a Days concept at football practice. You practice two two times a day. Yeah. Uh, so it was a year after I graduated. So I it wasn't really around. Yeah. But I was on one show. Like I had a, I had a bandana <laughs> and it showed just the top of my head. <laughs> that's me. That's me. I, just oh, the top man. of my head in a football game. I was like, that's me. Of course nobody believed me. So I was on MTV for like a second. There you go. Famous, famous from the beginning. <laughs> There's no proof that was my bandana. Oh my god. But uh but yeah, they did a they did a football show. And it was really cool. Some of my, my best friends were on the football team. Like Alex Bender uh, was one of the middle linebackers, and he was like the star of the show. And so it was really cool to get to watch my friends from high school, you know, be on MTV. Yeah. You, know, like yeah. you see these shows like Laguna Beach, and all these people are like famous superstars, but they're just kids, you know, exactly. kids from high school. Same so, same issues and everything as everybody yeah. else. They're like. Yeah, yeah like you said just kids. They act like they're adults and all grown men, and they're totally not that way. Yeah, so that was really cool. You know, I went to that school four years, and then when I was eighteen, my dad uh, got an opportunity to move to California and to help co-pastor a church. So uh, I'm the youngest of four. I have three other siblings. I was the last one in the house, and he called a family meeting, which was just me and my parents. And he said, I have an opportunity to move to California. Uh, if you don't want to go, we won't go. But if you're willing to go, we'll go, which I thought was pretty cool because 
what dad will say, you know, hey, I have this opportunity for my life and my career. If you don't want to go, I'll stay here for you. So, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I would do that. You know, maybe I would. I mean, we're supposed to put our kids first, but at the same time, we're supposed to do what God has called us to do. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, but I told him my words were like, you know, you've been there for me my whole life, and I was a terrorizer, you know, so I'll be there for you. So whatever you want to do this, let's go. So we had three weeks' notice. Just three weeks. It was like, fell in our lap. Three weeks later, we moved to California. So I was 18. That is crazy, bro. It was kind of how Arizona worked out for me. Yeah, it was like, same thing. Just random. We were like, all right, we're just going to... Because I had a correctional job that fell through, and it was like, do you still want to go? We're like, yeah, let's figure it out. So yeah. I got another job, and then it was like, all right, we're going. And it was yeah. a couple weeks, and we are there. And that's yeah. the cool thing about being open to letting the Lord just work in your life. You know, because we make our plan. I think there's a verse that says... I know there's a verse that says we make our plans and the Lord laughs. You know, it's yeah. like we should plan, but we should also be open because you never know. You know, like obviously it was the Lord's plan for me to be in California. I never dreamed of being in California. I'm a Bama boy. I'm from the South. All my family, all my friends, my whole culture, everything I knew was in Alabama. So coming out here, like when we drove, by the way, we left the first day after Christmas. We got here on New Year's Eve to an empty house with no furniture. I think there was a couch. There was a couch and lots of boxes. We watched the ball drop, you know, in New York City, celebrating the new year, our first day here. But driving in, driving in the valley, you know, you come through Arizona, you know, or you come over the hill into the valley. Mm -hmm. They were calling it the worst smog day of the year. So it was like super dirty, you know, and my dad calls me on the phone because I'm behind him in my car. And he's like, this is our home. Yay. <laughs> and I was like, ah! I was like, this is not Laguna Beach. But this is not what this California This is not what I see be. on TV. You know, like sand, yeah. dirt, desert, you know, smog. What is smog? I didn't even know what smog was. Like, I know how to get a smog check, like on my car. But Yeah. You know, so you guys have all kinds of, what, forests and yeah. stuff over there. So yeah, it's so all it's, green it's and nice. Green, the, yeah. the air is clean. Mm-hmm. And how is. For, like, Birmingham, I don't know what I'm going back to, but Birmingham, like, for a big city, is it, like, L.A., or is it, like, yeah. is it like that? It's like, like L.A. That style? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's the the main city with, like, the skyscrapers, you know, and uh, then there's a rural area surrounding the suburbs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, it definitely changes. There's, you know, you're going from, from city to country, you know, in a matter of miles. Yeah, okay. So, All yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, go back to it. Sorry, man. I yeah, no, that's back. yeah. So I, I really loved Birmingham a lot. Um, got shot at in Birmingham. Let's go into that story. You want to go there real yeah. fast? Yeah, let's go there. Go you back. can't bring it up and then not, okay. not tell us about it. Then we can go back to it. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> okay. whatever. We'll go back to that. This seems pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not an exaggerator, so it can sound like I'm exaggerating. I don't exaggerate. Yeah. So this is like legitimately, like. I was at a bullet inches from from my body. Um, so long. I'll, I'll try not to do the long version because it could be a long version. We want to talk about other things, but the short version is that whatever, man. Okay. Say it however you All want right. to so say. Say short, a good story. The short story. version is that we um, we so I had a neighbor who was into drugs and alcohol, and he was like, he this guy had like his face posted at clubs 
Like when you see this guy, he's not allowed to come in. This Kick club. him out, basically. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's been shot. He has like scars from being shot. He's like a big drug dealer. He's been in and out of jail forever. And he was my neighbor, and but we were friends. He was really cool. You know, I loved him. We we played basketball and you know hung out all the time. Yeah. Um, but and I was so naive. You know, at the time I was like 15. Our first, the first kind of thing he did that really jeopardized my life was, uh, he asked me to give him a ride to downtown Birmingham to sell drugs. But I didn't know he was selling drugs. He just asked, hey, can you give me a ride? So I, 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 I drive him to this place. He gets out of the car. He walks up to a guy. They do a little drug deal in, in the middle of the open. <laughs> and he comes and gets back to my car. And I'm like, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, do you realize that you're jeopardizing my life? Like, I could go to prison with you. Yeah. For like 15 years or whatever. Exactly. If I get caught in it, you know, I'm just... I'm part little, of this. I'm just yeah. your neighbor. You asked me to give you a ride, so... But, you know, I was a kid, and we, you know, we continued to hang out anyway. So, my other friend, Jeremy Mitz, he was my best friend in high school. Um, he went off to the Army, but um, he had a motorcycle that we wanted to sell. So, my friend's like, oh, I know some people in downtown Birmingham who would love to buy your motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... So we're like, uh, okay, cool, you know. So we we take my. Let's mom. give him another chance. <laughs> One more chance, he's got it. Uh, he'll I was do such right. an idiot. So anyway, so he we let him drive the motorcycle, and me and my friend Jeremy get my mom's car, and he's like weaving in out of traffic, you know, on the interstate. Yeah, being yeah. Crazy dumb. Anyway, we go to a couple places, nobody is interested, and then he's like, he persuades us, he's like, you know, let's just park the, let's just park the motorcycle here, we, I know a couple of people we can go talk to, so, uh, but of course that was people he wanted to go see and do some oh, deal gotcha, with, so, gotcha. uh, so, by this time it's like getting dark, right, the sun's going down, so it's like 8 o'clock, and we're driving around. It's getting and, a little sketchy. Yeah, and so I'm like this little kid that doesn't know how to say no. You know, easily peer pressure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you, you know, which is dumb, by the way. Like, don't do that. Here's obviously. a quick lesson. It doesn't. I was a good church going kid. Played on the drum, played drums on the worship team. Grew up in church. Always tried to do good. I cared for people. I was compassionate. Uh, I was a good person. No one's morally good, right? We had we're exactly. all we all we're yeah. all sinners, but um, you know. I saw myself as a good kid trying to do good, and you hang out with the wrong people, and you're doing the wrong thing, it could all be over. You could be dead like that, yeah. do something stupid, hanging out with people who are doing stupid things, and you find yourself in jail. Very quickly. It's not worth it. It doesn't no. matter who you are. So, yeah. you know, we should hang out, you know, like Jesus, you know, spent time with, you know, prostitutes and drunks, and yeah, we should love those people, and we're really no different than them, but... At the same time, hanging out with the wrong crowd can really get you into trouble if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a, a big part of this testimony. But uh, so going back to the story, uh, it's like 8 p.m. and it's getting dark and we pull up to this house. And this is like the ghetto. This is downtown Birmingham, like straight up in the ghetto. And um, so we come up to this house and there's like eight black dudes with like hoodies on and, you know, I have friends who are black. Some of my best friends were black, so that's not a racist statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, just, you're good, you're good. You know, as a 16-year-old white punk from Hoover, you know, hanging out with these guys is kind of intimidating. They're big dudes. They're probably like 18, 19, 20. I'm like yeah, yeah. 16, you know. So anyway, they're passing around this bag.
roach. I don't even know what was in it. It was just this big thing, and they're passing around, and it comes to me, and I'm like, okay. So I start smoking this thing, and I actually, I think I take one or two puffs. I get high as a kite, right? So I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> and yeah, so, dude, you're kicking in with the homies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so I, know, like, I know these stories. So, so I'm like getting high as a kite, and then uh, so – I don't even know what's happening. I, I forgot all about the motorcycle at this point. Right now, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just doing whatever my neighbor wants to do. You know? You're just hanging out now. And my, yeah. This is my mom's car, again. My, my mom's forerunner. So he's driving, and I'm just like this little whatever, you know, sitting in the back seat. So anyway, these two black guys wanted to get a ride home. And they're like, hey, can you give us a ride home? And, and you know, we're like, sure, no big deal. And um, so they pile into the car. My best friend Jeremy sits in the passenger seat. My neighbor, Aaron, that's his name, Aaron's driving, and I'm sitting in the back seat. These two guys get in the car with me, right, and we're driving, and it's no big deal, you know, it's not a big deal, but we go to the gas station, and I was kind of feeling kind of eerie about it, so uh, all the guys went in to buy some cigarettes, all of them except for me, and I went and get, I got out, and I got into the front seat. I'm like, I'm not sitting back here with these dudes, I so. <laughs> yeah, this is my car, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, so I get in the passenger seat. And uh, and all the guys come back in. And Jeremy, my friend, obviously, I took his spot. I'm high. I, I don't care. He yeah. Care. You're, you're <laughs> so he gets in the back seat. And then, uh, so we go to their house to drop him off, right? And so we pull up to their house. And the, the houses in downtown Birmingham are like, you know, there's like, you could probably see these on a lot of movies. Like, remember the Titans or something like that. You know, the houses are like right on the street. You walk over the curb and then like there's the steps and you go to oh, the house. Oh, okay, okay. It's like super close, right? So... These guys get up. I don't know why we're waiting. Maybe they were going inside to get something. I don't know, right? I'm out of it. But I see them. They go up to the uh, the house, and then they jiggle the, the house or whatever, and they come back to the car. They open up the passenger seat where, where I was sitting behind me, yeah. where Jeremy's now sitting. Yeah. And he's like, you took my key. And Jeremy and my friend's like, I didn't take your key. He's like, you took my key, mother. And um, let's see. He slaps my friend Jeremy in the face. My friend Jeremy was like star football player, you know, went to Dharma. He's like, you don't mess with me. Yeah. So my friend Jeremy punches this dude in the face right there. Just crashes him. Punches him, yeah. But yeah. he did not know that he had a forty five revolver in his pants. So this guy pulls out a forty five revolver while standing at the car door with the car door open at a forty five degree angle and starts firing into the Right, which is really aiming at me. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of us, all exactly. of us. Well, because my, you know, my friend, who was driving Aaron, has been around this situation. He just took off. The moment he took that first shot, he hit the pedal and took off, and the guy kept firing. He emptied the clip in my mom's car. <laughs> he emptied the whole clip. Dude. And uh, so I have pictures to prove it. Okay, so the doors open at a forty-five degree angle, and so the bullet grazed the door. So half the bullet was inside the door, half the bullet was outside because there's a six-inch perfectly cut hole, just great, like not a graze, but like a rip. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A full on like rip, like just the, right yeah. in the side of the door. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Which went into my seatbelt panel right here. So there's a hole in the the column of my thing, and the bullet fragments fell into the the floor Holy where my feet crap. were. And then of course there's like three holes into the back of the car. So we go home. Park the car, I go to sleep. Dude, what, what were you thinking in that moment, dude? Like, well, what when it happened, because I was so you just high. just in shock or what? It 
was the weirdest thing. My first thought was I was angry when I heard the first gunshot because I thought my friend slammed the car door. And I was like, wow, that was loud, you jerk. Like, why would you? Because oh, I'm high right I'm yeah, out of there. I, yeah. I just heard that. I was like shell shock. It was boom. And I was like in a daze. And then I just kept hearing the, the gunshots. And it was kind of like it was slow motion. Like, because they're loud too. Yeah, forty five super like... loud. And I didn't, I didn't see the gun. I'm just sitting in the front seat, out of it, and I hear the shots. So I'm like, whoa. You know? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we we drove down the hill. We got out of there. We pulled over, and we're like, oh, a new memory comes to mind. So yeah, I guess they were saying like we've been shot at. We've been shot at. So I did figure out that we had been shot at, and I was convinced I had been shot. Right? Like I felt it in the back of my head. I was like. I've been shot and shot. Uh, I'm like, check yeah. the back of my head. Jim was like, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, no, I know. For, like, I could feel like my mind told me there was like a trace, like a bullet trace. Yeah, In yeah. my head and through my body. Like, just... I was freaking out. And my ears were ringing. Like That was probably the main issue, too, because you're high, so like your ears are ringing yeah. and stuff, so it was like making everything feel yeah. bad, you know? You're like freaking out. So we pull out. over, we get out of the car, and we're like looking at the car, and we're like, oh my gosh, we just got shot at. Like, this was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but it was funny because I didn't say anything to my mom. I just went home and went to sleep. I went to school the next day. I still didn't say anything. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. And then, uh, and then she picks me up from school and she's like, Daniel? She's like, yeah. She goes, did you back into something last night? <laughs> there's, there's holes in my car. I was like, no, mom. I, I didn't back into anything. I got shot at. Teenagers are right. Like, no, mom. Like, are you stupid? Yeah. Look They're at bullet it. holes. Yeah. What you do know? You think? Like, like I got mad at her or something. Yeah. And then she started weeping, like crying so You're loud, almost, and she started worshiping and praising died, God. Like I was, it, I was really uncomfortable, you know, the way she was acting. But yeah, I almost died, right? And she was having this realization. And, did you ever have that realization? Did it ever like come to you later? Like, did it ever hit you and you're like? Yeah, I, I did. It did, and that's kind of where, you know, I'd always been a Christian. I always loved the Lord, but that was kind of when I really turned my life around, you know, like, you know, because like I said, I was in a small town, and I moved to the big city of Hoover. Yeah. And I didn't have any friends, so whoever accepted me, I was like, let's hang out. You know, there were guys that You're really cool liked me a lot, you know, they, and they were cool. Yeah. But they also loved to smoke pot, and they also loved to, you know, get in trouble and do other things. And so I was like, I didn't care. I just wanted, and I was depressed too because I moved to a big city away from all my friends and family. So I just, without realizing it, it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose. I just kind of got sucked into into that lifestyle. I was like, here I am. I'm, I'm a drummer for our worship team. I'm a pastor's kid. I've grown up in church my whole life. I love the Lord. Here I am hanging out with the wrong people, and I might lose my. I could have lost my life over this yeah yeah like, exactly. like this is not worth it you know and you and i know people who who a few different people who are experiencing this right now you know they're hanging out with the wrong people they're good people but they hang out with the wrong people they've made a few dumb decisions and they're paying the consequences yep you know they're in jail now because and and they know the lord and they're probably sitting there thinking the same thing wow was it worth it yeah was it worth it no, yeah. it wasn't worth it. You're and like not, you said, you know, yeah. it's it's just so quickly when you when you hang out with the wrong people, and it's it's not you can't really blame anybody else for your actions, but 
But when yeah. you start hanging out with the wrong crowd, it, you quickly start making those wrong yeah. actions and those, even the, the wrong, the way they act, you know, even the bad attitudes or whatever, you start having that bad attitude because you're around it all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, Absolutely. they start they start doing things that just start seeming normal. So you just start, eh, whatever, I'll just let it go. And then you start being part of that crowd and yeah. then you just start going south quick. So true, quickly. man. Yeah. You know, you can we can certainly influence people but they influence us you know so no matter what you say yeah so i mean we should hang out with those people you know because that's what we're called to do as christians we should never have this self-righteous attitude like oh we're better than you and yeah we're not gonna spend time with you yeah but that there's a difference between that and and hanging out with the wrong crowd and doing the wrong things and putting yourself in situations where you're being influenced negatively and you're also making bad decisions you know and I feel really I, I feel bad for those some of these people that we know but at the same time I don't feel sorry for them because some of them have been told over and over and over you're making wrong decisions you're making wrong decisions you know yeah. be careful be careful and you know so just this whole experience for me is just like it was God's grace and mercy that I didn't get shot and killed you know or yeah. didn't end up in prison did you did you like did you always believe in God? Did you always, like, yeah, you just knew? You yeah. just always knew? Yeah, I always did because, you know, like, yeah, there's a place in my life where, like, as a kid, I remember working and someone told me who was not a Christian, I was 16, running food to houses, and this guy's like, you only believe what you believe because your parents raised you that way. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know, and it's like, that's not true, but, you know, as I thought about it, I was like, kind of true. In any culture, in any religion, you're raised up believing what yeah. your parents believe because that's what they taught you, you know. And so, yeah, there was a time when I had to come as an adult. I'm like, wow, this faith stuff is, you know, this this can be hard to believe, you know. Like some people think faith is believing in the ridiculousness, you know, without any evidence, you know. But the Christian faith is is very. There's lots of evidence to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and uh, you know, our, the Bible is historically proven and archaeologically uh, proven, you know, and so just seeing how the scriptures unfolded over two millennium and how there, you know, there are seemingly contradictions in scripture, but there's no contradictions. There's things difficult to understand, but as you see all the things come together over hundreds and hundreds of years and the preservation of scripture, and it's just, you know, that's why you see books like Case for Christ, you know, lawyers who are atheists like lawyers who set out to disprove christianity and they start embarking on this all this huge research project to disprove christianity and then all of a sudden their faith is awakened and they come to christ they're like this is real and they can't deny it and now they're out evangelizing and preaching the gospel yeah you know so you know i definitely have had that experience in my own life and I'm, and i'm certainly on my journey you know still you know on my own faith journey but uh but yes, I've always, ever since a kid, and ever since I was little, I always knew that I would be a pastor. You know, you just kind of yeah, yeah, that was your goal. As like your, a five year old kid, you know. But my dad was a pastor too, so yeah. part yeah, of that is cool. like I want to be like my dad. You yeah. know, but I know for sure that this is what I'm called to do. You know, as a worship pastor, yes, but uh, as a lead pastor, you know, pastoring and teaching the word uh, and staying in one place, you know, I know God calls people to move around like you're, you know, you've moved. I do believe God's called people to move. We moved from Alabama, but I feel that, uh, the Lord has told me to stay here for a long time, 
Um, I just, I, it's my unique calling. I feel like if you stay in one place, you know, if you don't give up, you keep working hard, like, yeah. you can make a difference over time. So. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like we needed a, just a fresh start, you know, in, yeah. in Arizona. It's a nice spot. We got, we both got jobs already over there. Um, really good schools for the kids. We're kind of close to awesome. some pro teams, you know, Arizona Cardinals, oh Arizona gosh. Diamondbacks, Phoenix Coyotes, WNBA. Dude, um, that's true. And our Phoenix Suns. So there's, it's so like you know you're gonna be going to some games. Yeah, there's some stuff for the kids to do, you know. So that's why it's you know same weather, same desert. Yeah, it's just in Arizona. But, and more um, sports, more stuff going on. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm looking I'm forward jealous. to it. I'm a little bit jealous. I wouldn't live here on by choice. Let me just put it like. <laughs> yeah. I know. I hear like a lot of people are like. I I'm from get... Blythe originally, oh, so anywhere okay. past Blythe is pretty good. You know, I'm from yeah. like basically nowhere. You know. Yeah. Like, so anywhere, anywhere like this yeah. was a little step up, but uh, I don't know the the valley. I don't know. I, I like the valley, but yeah. I just I didn't want to be here forever. You know. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like this was somewhere I needed to be for 30 years or I whatever. Totally understand. Yeah, but um, we'll see how that goes over there, man. We. Yeah. It's, it's nice so far. And yeah. Yeah, made a few connections, and we'll see how everything goes awesome. over there. I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah, like, if I could, you know, if I was like, I'm, I'm going to choose wherever I want to live, I'm just going to go there, I'd probably choose somewhere else. You know what I mean? I would yeah. be like San Diego, or maybe back back to the south, you know, but, um, you know, that's why I feel like it's important to, you know, find your passion, do it for the glory of God, you know? Yeah. Aim your passion toward God's purpose. You let know. me. I got. Let's since we're still. Yeah, we're still on the God subject. Um, like for people, because I I believe in God. I believe in something. You know, I believe yeah. there's somebody above us and somebody that's kind of like there's got to be somebody guiding guiding yeah. this whole thing. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what do you say towards the people that that feel like they don't feel anything or they don't yeah. know about God and they want to or they they yeah. want to try or they want to continue to keep believing but they don't feel like they've seen or felt anything yeah, like how absolutely. what do you what do you say to those people absolutely. or how do you how do you get them in you that know, direction my relationship with god isn't first of all as a christian it's not built on my feelings i don't always feel things i don't yeah. wake up every day and just feel the presence of god yeah you exactly, know but yeah. because and we live in a world of suffering and jesus you know being a christian also doesn't mean that we're not going to have suffering you know sometimes like things for example that can confuse us like when jesus says you know, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, which explains the fallen world and the suffering. It's, it's not because God did it, it's because Satan did it. But then he says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we, we go, oh, really? Because I don't, I don't feel the abundance of life. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I experience a lot of suffering. As a Christian, I, fear, I experience a lot of suffering. But what I've learned is that the abundant Christian life that Jesus talks about isn't material blessings. It's not riches. It's a spirit blessing. So although I face, although I face anguish in life and suffering and hardship and emotions and difficult marriage, sometimes I can have joy through it all. So that's the difference between joy and happiness, right? Happiness is based off of circumstances. When my marriage is good, I'm happy. When uh, when my career is going good, I'm happy. Uh, but what happens when your girlfriend breaks up with you? What happens when your your spouse dies? What happens when you lose your job? Tragedy strikes all the time, and so. The Christian faith, the reason that we can have abundance in the Christian faith is because we have, we may not be happy all the time, but we have a joy that lives beneath the surface. Yeah, right? yeah. So even when all these happy things fail us, I can have joy because I'm living for the larger story. 
right? So there's two stories. There's my story. So this is a this is a great thing about our faith is that God is the Lord of space and time. So He created space and He created time. And so as mortals, we live within time. So we have a birth date and we have a death date. We want to make the most of this miss, right? We know we're like grass and we want to make the most of this time on life, but it's going to end. You're going to face tragedy in your life. Exactly. This yeah. world is going to come to an end. So where is your faith? Is your faith in this world? Because if it's in this world, this world will fail you. But if our faith is in the larger story, then it helps us to persevere through hardship. So really to go back to your question, um, you know, I don't always feel things, but Christians have hope in a larger story. Yeah. People who don't believe the story, they don't have hope in a larger story. They have hope in their circumstances that fail them, and it's hope deferred. Hope deferred makes yeah. the heart sick when you lose these things, you know. So, But to answer your question, I don't think that we can really do anything. I really believe that a work of God is a work of God. So the Lord, and this is a, a Bible truth, is that the Lord initiates work in the hearts of people. He's the one who awakens your faith. He's the one who okay, okay. He's the one who helps you to uh, experience Him. And we there are feelings associated with our Christian faith. So, you know, Jesus says, "Peace I give you, but not as the world gives peace." So He gives a different kind of peace. So it's a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. So we can have peace. We can have joy. You know, those are fruits of the Spirit. Uh, but I would, I would, you know, encourage them to turn to the Lord because there is something we can do. It's like a partnership. You know, like think about, think about a plant. So how does a plant grow? We don't make it grow. Yeah. God makes it grow. We can't even, we can't explain how a plant grows. But we have to do our part. We have to water the plant. We have to cultivate the soil around the plant. We have to take care of the plant. But God brings the growth. So in our own life, if we're rejecting God and running from Him and we're not watering and cultivating our spiritual life, then we're not going to have the plant that grows. We'll, ha we'll have no spiritual health. We'll have no growth. Yeah. So I believe that it's a partnership. My advice is that in the words of you know Samuel said in the Old Testament, this is what I would say to that person. Um, you know, he says, um, I'm trying to think of the exact words. How about I look it up? All right. Is that cool? Yeah, there you go. Because I know where it's at, uh, but I don't want to misquote it. Yeah, like for me, for example, I, uh, that's kind of where I'm getting, not, not like even, not even like with Christianity, for example, or whatever, but I'm just thinking bigger. And yeah, I'm trying to okay. think, think, you know, gotcha. like, like, uh. Obviously, there's something bigger than just right here in these small obstacles that we live in our everyday life. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm in the middle of that. Like I, good, I obviously I believe in believe in God. Something. Uh, I don't know if it's a certain religion or what. I just believe in God and I believe in living life right and gotcha. living it good morally. And uh, hopefully, hey, I'll know figure what? it out along the way, you know man. What, man. We're all um, we're all on our own journey. And we are where we are. You know, God is patient. Exactly. That's yeah. one of his, I was just studying one of his attributes yesterday is that, you know, God is patient. He, he gives grace. His grace means that he came down to rescue us uh, by his life, death, and resurrection. And uh, his grace is a gift. It's not something we earn. We don't earn God's grace. I heard a professor say one time that the story of the Bible is how mankind has to earn God's grace. 
But that's actually not the message of Scripture. It's Jesus freely offers grace. And his patience is that he's waiting for you to accept it. God's patience is that he's waiting for us to accept his grace. So um, to the person who wants to be open to the, the Christian gospel, this is what I would say. Okay, so, um, so the prophet Samuel said to people who were rejecting God. So uh, it's just a couple of verses here. And Samuel said to the entire house of Israel, if you are returning to the Lord with all of your hearts, so the key word is all. If we can't get past the all, then the rest doesn't matter. If you're returning to the Lord with all of your heart, then put away the foreign gods from among you. So number one, put away the foreign gods from among you. And foreign gods can be anything that we put before God. Number two, he says, direct your heart to the Lord. Number three, serve him only. And number four, he will deliver you out of the hand of slavery. So God is the one who delivers. God is the one who heals. God will open your eyes. He will awaken your faith. Anyone listening, he will awaken their faith. He will he will give them an experience. So grace is an active experience. It's not head knowledge. It's not learning stuff about God. It's yeah. you can experience the grace of God in a way that frees you. The word shows us what a free person looks like, what the human looks like that's not bound in sin. You know, we, we live in a fallen world bound in sin. The word shows us what a free person looks like. And so Samuel's advice is, look, if you'll stop running from him like Adam and Eve did, and the rest of creation ever since we 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 reject his authority we 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 cling to self-independence it's all about me on my own authority my feelings are my authority yeah we'll stop rejecting him and we'll turn to him right if we'll put away our individualism and our selfishness and our foreign gods if we'll direct our heart to the lord receive his grace and mercy and serve him he will deliver us from the hand of slavery so i really do believe that people can be free you know, they can be free in their life. They can feel free. They can wake up free. You can be free of anxiety. You know, I mean, we, I still have anxiety. We all have anxiety. But for the most part, the things that keep us bound, yeah. the hurts and the hang-ups, you know, we can be free from those things if we'll give our life to Jesus. I kind of I, I see that in my dad. My dad's a good example for me because I see him. He has like no issues. I, like nothing bothers him. He has it, oh really <laughs> every problem, every everything. You know, he could have issues among the family, issues any anywhere, and yeah. he's like looks like he's just calm and collected always. And I'm like, and he recently gave his life. You know, like yeah. he had a spiritual transformation. Yeah, like a few years back, I think. Or he's well, he's always been pretty okay. religious, but he's just he didn't go to church a lot, and then gotcha. he kind of saw church two twelve and. You know, yeah. my wife went, the kids, and so it was kind of easy for him to get in there again. Yeah. And so that's awesome. Know, he's like, your dad's so cool, man. Yeah, he's always just your dad. Your parents chilling. are like sweet people, man. Yeah, your, cool. Every time I see your dad, he's just that's, so calm. That's what I want to be like, man. Definitely, I want to be exactly like my dad. It's yeah. hard to though, because I don't think I'm anywhere near that guy. That guy is a it's a journey. A, Life's a journey. I'm sure when your dad was your age, I'm you know, like Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was you know, we're all on our journey, man. You can't we can't beat ourselves up for where we are. Just like there's a really cool book. It's not a Christian book, but I think you'll like it a lot. Like and I only read the I uh, heard somebody mention I only read the beginning. It's called Atomic Habits. And it it's a sports story, which is really cool. It starts with a sports story. So this I don't know who it is, you'll probably know who the athlete is. Uh-huh. But it talks about how all big things have small beginnings. And how exactly. if you're disciplined and you have something you believe in, 
and you take really small increments every single day, you'll have an enormous outcome down the road. So he talked about how he wasn't good enough baseball player in high school. Like he got cut from the team as a freshman. I think he had an injury or something, and he didn't really play college, I'm sorry, high school baseball very much, I think. And I, I can't remember exactly the story, but, but so he had some struggles. I don't know if he didn't play senior year or something like that. But he had this passion inside. He's like, I want to do this. So he set out and he had daily disciplines of increasing his skill level, ended up playing at college, and he went on to professional baseball. That is crazy. And he surpassed people who were better than him. Eventually, he surpassed them and became way better than them. Because of how disciplined he was and how much. Yeah. And focus we know there's a out. lot of pro athletes. There's pro athletes who have natural talent. But then there's the ones who, they actually, they had some natural talent, but they made themselves where they are. Exactly. You know, so you're not, you know, Tiger Woods doesn't show up on Saturday and just win the major, you know, win the major, right? Yeah. He, he has to go every day for hours when no one's watching. He's bored. He wants to go eat some snacks or watch some movies or something. Well, have you seen those videos of him from uh -uh. when he was a kid? From oh, when yeah. When he was a kid and he's golfing, man. Exactly. That, that guy's been golfing yeah. forever. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't even remember what brought that up. Oh, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey as yeah. a young person or anywhere. Just, you know, s set out. You, you yeah. can have, like, a an atomic outcome. If you got a mission, you got a goal, just keep going towards it. Yeah. And if you if you know you got something you want to do, you know, just keep doing it. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to take work. Exactly. Obviously. Which is why I'm, like, so excited about your podcast and seeing, you know, like, you texting the other day. I already knew that you had this podcast, but you texted, you know, and you're like, hey, which logo do you guys like? And I was like... Logo for what? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you have other ideas, you yeah. know. And so just to encourage you, like, and, and you already have a cool little following happening, you know, and you're already having success with this podcast, just, you know, and, and things will change, but just don't ever give up. Just keep going. On the dreams that you have and that you feel God has placed in your heart. And um, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm a little country boy from nowhere, and I spent my 20s ridden with fear and anxiety and you know, not feeling like I'm never going to be good enough, and um, the Lord has healed me and is healing me from that, and I'm just learning that, you know, I have my own unique identity in the Lord, and whatever He's called me to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, and, and I'll be successful in the way He wants me to be successful, and, and I work hard, you know, like the dreams that I have. No what dreams do you got, man? What are your five? What's your five, <laughs> ten-year plan? So... I love songwriting. I have some albums out. Um, I want to keep writing as a singer-songwriter. Where can they find them at? Where can they find okay, one of your albums so at? You can go, to, first of all, you can go to worshipwriter.com. Okay. You can subscribe if you want, and you can get a couple free downloads, or you can stay up to date and get albums. You can go to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, just about anywhere. Search your name, and it'll... Yeah, search in Daniel Harrison. Uh, you can look up Turn My Desert. It's a popular song people love on, okay. on YouTube. Type in Turn My Desert. I just came out with a new single a couple weeks ago called "The Father Sees Jesus," uh, so I want to keep I want to keep making music. It does cost a lot of money. Uh, the The long term goal for me is I want to I feel like I'm going to stay here. Uh, I want to uh, pastor. I want to teach the word. Uh, Are you hoping to take over this like from your? Well, that your that's information dad. I'm not going to throw out. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. On the, uh, okay I, well. I'm going to do whatever. Like I said, we make our plans and the Lord has his plans. So my plan is to be faithful with the gifts God has given me now and to, to be disciplined with the talents that he's given me 
So like every day I have certain disciplines where I read the word and I have disciplines where I study theology. I have disciplines where I'm reading topical books I have, and doing songwriting. And so I have so many things I'm doing at once, but every single day I do just a little bit of each. And instead of like going, oh, I'm going to just read books this week or I'm going to study theology this book. Keeps everything fresh, huh? I just have like I put one, you know, I'll do putting and chipping and I'll go to the driving range. But I apply that to all my areas. And so I feel like long term, I want to be a successful teacher of the word. Uh, but I also want to understand our culture because I believe that in order to really impact our culture, you have to understand the culture. Like we have to understand the issues that we're dealing with. And our culture is rapidly changing. It's funny because people make culture, but then culture turns around and shapes us. And yeah. because it's always moving, I, I believe That's that. That's weird. I didn't even think it's yeah. basically just a circle. It's yeah. just always going. Which is why I believe that Christians can and will influence our culture. You know, and so I just, I want to be a catalyst. That's why I want to stay in one place for a long time is I believe that I can be a catalyst for helping people, you know, by, by working and, and leading people in this, you know, our own church family to show the love of God to our community and just, just to help our culture. So long-term, I'm going to continue to write songs. Um, you know, I went to school as a songwriter. I could abandon all this and just pursue being an artist, and I feel like I could be successful at that, but the Lord hasn't called me to do that. So the songwriting is supplemental for me to the work God has called me to do, which is stay here, teach the Word, make disciples. Keep spreading, spreading and, the yeah, Word. Yeah, just spread the love of Jesus. Serve. I want to serve our community. You know, I want to mobilize people to serve, to truly just, that's what love is. Love is not preaching at people. Love is serving people, you know, and showing the love of God. It's it's not with our lips. It's with our lives. Yeah. You know, so I just, my passion is I want to help people to, I guess I could sum it up like this. My passion is I want to help people to experience the grace of God in such a way that they go out there and they live on the mission, the mission of Christ. And they're spreading the love of Jesus and the good news to every corner of our Coachella Valley. So there you go. Take what, the mission to the marketplace. This is not not too far off subject. You're just talking about it, but sir, for somebody who wants to be a a songwriter or yeah. like a singer or anything like that, yeah. what are the steps to getting yeah. getting a, a song written? Let's say one song. What are your from beginning to end? What are you doing to get it yeah. all prepared? So um, like writing the song or getting it out there. Kind of like, everything okay let's so go. Let's give first of all i'd love info. to recommend there's an academy called cmi and i you know you have to pay like 250 dollars a month uh, but they're and this is this is a christian music industry but there's a lot of people that uh you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a christian there are great industry artists at this academy it's a year-long academy there's like online modules they teach you all these things about First of all, how to structure a song, how to write the song. Uh, for example, like writing a song would be, you know, finding the North Star or what is your main point of the song. You know, find that theme. Maybe first write a great chorus because that's the main thing, right? Yeah. Write It'll a great chorus. And, yeah. and then once you find that hooky, amazing chorus that, that declares that North Star, then build a structure around it, write the verses and things. Now, some say that I've written a lot of songs by starting with verse one. I, I, I don't think you should say, here's how you write a song. Because yeah. I've had melodies come to me in an instant, and it was a, it was a verse, you know. And, and it took me forever 
to write the chorus because I had a great verse. And sometimes I end up having to redo it because the verse doesn't match a good chorus. And so there's like, there's really no one way to do it. Um, one another way is you can write down, get a piece of you know a piece of paper and just write down little phrases. You know, like just keep writing ideas down and write as many ideas about this subject as you can. Then you can look over them, review them, and even try and write melodies to them. Like mm. take this line and sing a little melody, and then match it with that melody, and then rewrite them. And so the more like visual lines that you have, yeah, exactly. Like, that's help. what I hear a lot with even. Because I listen to Joe Rogan and I mention it, I feel like every single podcast because he's like my oh, really? inspiration. <laughs> yeah, it was the Joe Rogan experience is like that's my awesome. main thing. But that's what he talks about too. Is just basically like always writing. Like that's yeah. like everybody's main thing. Even like for you, even the songwriting yeah. and his is like stand up comedy. It's yeah. like always just write it. Just write it down. Write something. Just continue yeah. to write, and it'll it'll yeah. kind of come to oh, you as absolutely. you're writing. You know. You'll write like 50 bad songs before you write a good one. I've written hundreds of terrible songs. <laughs> I even shared bad songs and was like, that was so lame. Why did I share that song at church? You know? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. share songs before they're finished or something's just not right about this song. I've struggled and struggled. Every once in a while I hit a home run, I'd be like, yes, I finally wrote a good song, you know. But um, just write all the time. If you're a writer, as a songwriter or essay writer or blogger or whatever, you get better as you work on your craft. You know, if you go to the like golf practice. range every day or whatever, yeah. So you'll get better. Um, you can find other academies that aren't Christian oriented, you know, like CMI.com, I think, or CMIacademy.com. You know, you, there's, I'm sure there's tons of other types of online courses like that where you can just type it in Google, uh, how to be successful as an artist, and you'll find courses and things. Um, and the whole, the, you need coaching because. You need to learn how to get, you know, once you, you have a great, let's say you have a great song, well, you could put a really bad band together and the song's not going to be great, you know. So you can also hire professional musicians to help you if, if you're wanting to take that next step as an artist. You may have to spend money to have your music professionally produced, at least in the beginning. Yeah. To help yeah. you get a good band together and, and learn how to pitch those songs to certain media outlets and online platforms. Nowadays, man, there's so many... Um, online platforms that are looking for indie artists, you know, that'll share your music. And, you know, I have music playing on the radio station here at 106.1. I have music in Riverside. Really? Yeah. I was on, I, and actually, I should be on the radio 106.1 this Sunday, July 21st, between 8 and 9. So I went and talked to TLC. Do you know who TLC is? She's the female voice for 106.1. I, I do not, but okay. yeah. So anyway, I know 106.1 is a country yeah. station now. So really. I had really great musicians. You know, record my songs for me. I have good musicians here at the church, um, but by wanting to get the message to a broader audience, you know, I, I had quality musicians, like professional musicians, help me with my music. Yeah. And so you send that to the radio station, they hear a song produced from Nashville, and they they instantly say, "I love this song. We're playing it on the radio." Wow. <laughs> Even if it's maybe not the greatest, you know, like maybe the greatest point or song, you know, a lot of songs these days are like super easy lyrics. You know, I know. Sometimes cheesy, you know, so it'd be, you're amazed at how well a professional recording will help you. Were you, so. were you on it? Did you sing or did you just write the song on the, so the new song? single that released? Oh, I sung on it. Oh, oh it's my nice. voice. Yeah. Oh, so nice, on nice. my albums, I played, I actually played guitar like one time. Okay. And I sang on all of them, but I had, um, some friends of mine, from Nashville, Tennessee, actually make the albums. 
Now the next album I'm making, I'm using a couple local players in conjunction with some players from there. Okay. So I'm trying to use some like uh, you know, like Amador and Sean Poe are two drummers that that are at that level professionality and I want them to have a piece of the pie. So, uh, but I'm still using natural players, but so I'm gonna do a little bit of a mixture next time. But having a professional recording is really important. I mean, start where you are. You know, if, if you're making, you know, some people have a dream of I don't want to use another studio. I want to make my own studio. Go for it. Build a studio. Because, yeah. you know, you are where you are and you, everything, you learn from everything you do. I've done so many things. I've started blogs and things, started, you know, the podcast. Things have failed. But I learned how to set up a podcast. I could help you set up a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? It's like, and I've learned about blogging. I can help people build websites. I know how to do email marketing and how to build a fan base, how to have an email list. That's all what these, I'm learning right yeah. now. The email list. I'm literally learning it all right now. I spent like 100 hours on that stuff. Yeah. I've learned so many things by trying things that you learn. And down the road, you know, as a teacher, all this blogging stuff and as a songwriter, it's benefited me. You know, I still have I still have my blog going now. I don't really blog much, but it's there for like you know, releasing music like, "Hey, here's." The Is that song. worship writer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. That's cool. Though. I like that you're yeah. still doing that because you've been doing that for years now. I feel. Like, I have. Yeah. yeah, I have. Like I said, I'm not consistent at blogging. You know, if if you're gonna be a blogger, you got to be consistent at. It. You can't stop because. You lose trust with people, you know. If, if you're like, hey, this is what I'm doing, and then you don't do it, and I've done that. Hey, guys, new idea, I'm doing this, and then you don't do it. You come back three months later, oh, this is what we're doing now, and you don't do it. You start losing trust, you know, with your followers yeah. and people unsubscribe. And so if you're going to be a blogger, be consistent at it, you know. Um, I'm not, that's not my thing. I tried to be a blogger, you know, and I was, like, forcing myself to write good stuff, and it was, just didn't work out it great. Just, was it just not your it just wasn't your style just too much yeah not really you didn't enjoy it i did enjoy it but i found myself because i was kind of new working really hard it was like gotcha. a hobby that took lots of time yeah, and i was like yeah. exhausted and then i felt like i was like trying to teach people stuff because i wanted to teach them stuff and i wanted to blog and i did want to help people but you know it was like this dual motive thing you know it was like i was like does god really want me to do this Cause I'm I'm like stressed out about this. Like this isn't really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't so feel like this is fulfilling me. Yeah. Really, so yeah. I was like, now my blog is just a platform for me to just occasionally. Like I had a big pitch. Like, hey, you ready for the journey? I think that lang language is still on there. I'm gonna change that. <laughs> you know. But I had like this. Like, you can do automated as a blogger yeah. or as artist. You can have automated messages. So I think I have like 17 automated messages where I have selected the message I want to send you after four weeks six weeks at three months it's like hey and I had already pre-written and pre-organized everything yeah and that's the whole point with podcasting writing songwriting blogging whatever you do all this work behind the scenes and it works for you while you're sleeping you know at three months you can be like hey here's a product if you want to buy it for ten bucks so as you're building your following yeah and you don't have to type that email out mm -hmm. this week that way it's yeah. already all typed out you already yeah. have it all prepared you have, yeah. if you have three or four products and you spread them out and as someone opts in today, three months from now, they're going to get something you already wrote like a year ago about this little, this little ebook or something. It's exactly. like $2 or yeah. 10 bucks or, you know, so you can get really strategic in the digital world, you know, and you can generate income. You can generate a lot of income because you have 
millions, billion people at your in the, you know at your fingertips in their pocket. They pull out their phone and they're they're looking at stuff you've created and they're buying your content. You know, as a speaker, as a blogger, I can reach. You know, I wrote a blog once. In one week, it had like 350 reads. Well, when I speak on Sunday, I'm only speaking to like 200 adults. So blogging potentially has, and podcasting has a way more powerful reach in this day and age yeah. than simply, you know, that doesn't mean this isn't important. You know, being with people is is really, and community is really important. Yeah. But just the, the potential reach that you have in the digital world these Internet, days. Internet, you can reach anywhere. You can go different countries, you can go any, anywhere, man. You're, yeah. Yeah. I've actually had my podcast. I've seen. I was looking at some of the analytics, and it was listened to in like one person listened to it in like England or something like that. Oh, really? Like, yeah, and I was like, that's yeah, awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so awesome. I've seen like a couple different countries. So yeah. you can definitely get out there. You know, if somebody randomly searches it and oh, they like yeah. what you know what you have said on there. And oh yeah. Might listen to absolutely. It. And if somebody big watches exactly. it and they like it and they share it with their email list. So you can connect with other podcasters or other writers who have email lists, and if you build a network with them, and they share your stuff with their email list, let's say you you meet a friend who's a podcaster, and y'all are really cool, and he likes you a lot, and he has like 5,000 email subscribers, and he's like, hey man, I'll share your stuff, you know, I like this video, and then he shares your video with his email list, then all of a sudden, 10% of those, you know, you get like, you know, 500 yeah, or you get 500 new email subscribers, yeah. like that, you know, so you just gotta... That's what I didn't do with this podcast because it was kind of like me figuring it out as on the go. I didn't do yeah. all that back end stuff. And this next one, the YouTube channel and the yeah. kind of basically like the sports network that I'm in the middle of building, I'm doing a lot more back end work. Yeah. And, uh, you know. There's a, I would love to recommend a resource. Um, go to tribewriters.com. Yeah. There's this guy, he's like, um, he's becoming super famous right now. And he's got like, years ago, he had like 400,000 email subscribers and he probably has even more now. But he built a whole module on how to build an online platform. So whether you're a blogger or a podcaster, yeah, how, I think you sent me some of the yeah, info. how to tribewriters.com, how to build your online platform, how to generate income, um, how to build an email list, how to network with other people, all that. And he has so many. He has a million other resources. He has a whole at his uh, oh his personal blog is goinswriter.com, G-O-I-N-S, goinswriter.com. Click on resources. Even helpful for you. He has a huge list of resources that are in this this field of you know this yeah. study, yeah. and there's so many great resources to help with all that stuff. So yeah, you got a lot of resources, bro. You've done um, all the research. But I've done all the stuff like exactly. you're doing now. Yeah, you know, I mean, even if you start something that's not great, you learn stuff. Yeah. You know, it's gonna you're gonna take that's your experience with this podcast, and you're gonna take it on to your next podcast. Yeah. And who knows what other idea you might have down the road. 10 years from now, all this hard work and trying and even failing and or not getting followers or whatever, all this experience goes into the next thing where exactly. eventually, so don't, to anyone, don't get discouraged with where you are in the small stages because all big things have small beginnings. And I think, I think people need to stop looking at everything as like a, a pass and a fail, you know, like, a, like yeah. every, everybody looks at something and it's like, oh, it didn't work out exactly how I wanted to, so I failed. And it's like, not really. What you yeah. did was you learned. You, yeah. got, you gain knowledge. So Absolutely. that's kind of how I look at everything. Every situation, every every problem, every issue that I get into every day, 
yeah. I'm kind of taking it more as a learning, as a lesson than yeah. a problem. Because it's yeah. like it's just a lesson. Failures you get smarter good. every every day. You're getting yeah. smarter if you pay attention and you focus. That's good. That's yeah. good. So that's what I'm. Failures teach you. Everything. A lot of failures. Things. You know, successes teach you too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you feel that success and you're yeah. Like, Ooh, I want some more of that. Yeah. John Maxwell wrote a book called Failing Forward. Yeah. You fail forward. Yeah. You know, my exactly. dad always says failures aren't an option. And I like to think of it like the end result of failures aren't an option, but failures yeah. are options. It's like, you know, the battles. Because they teach us. The small you know? battles before the war, yeah. you know? Like, it's okay to lose a few battles. Yeah. As long as you win the war, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I saw something about Michael Jordan, you know? There's like, you could probably Google it. It was an image, and it, I can't even remember what it said, but he's like, you look at how many shots he's made, you know? Oh, and then all the ones he's missed. He's like, but I've missed this many shots. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, you missed that many shots. and Or here's here's how many buzzer beater shots I missed. Yeah, You see the highlights of him that. winning the game, winning shots, you know? But then he's like, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of shots I took to win the game, and I didn't make them. Yeah. You know, so you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. You're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. One of them is going to fall Eventually, you're going to hit a buzzer beater, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, I think we should wrap it up. This is a pretty good cool. podcast. Yeah, so uh, maybe give yourself a shout-out where people can find you. The okay. church, tell them sure. where the church is at. Kind of tell them where yeah, the info. Yeah, so um, church212.com, or 212. We're, in, we're at Cook Street. Uh, we have a great church facility here, great music. I mean, I'm a little biased, but... Uh, church212.com my music <laughs> the worship pastor <laughs> my music is uh, worshipwriter.com uh, you can look up my music on like like we said just about any online distribution and um, coming out with a new single in November it's a country single uh, that I'm writing for my 10 year anniversary and it's going to play on 106.1 oh there you go I'm, I'm hoping on November 21st it even has November 21st in the song so I'm really hoping to play it on the radio so if you subscribe to my website you can get that information then i'm working on a new album uh so in the next few years so, so it's for your anniversary with your your, your, your the wife, single your, is yeah your i'm writing Ooh, a new song nice. for my, i wrote a new song for my wife yeah that'll be nice and it talks about does she know how, about it yeah oh, okay i was gonna keep a secret but it was kind of difficult because i was gonna be traveling to nashville to do some singing and how does that work anyway um yeah, it talks about what what a jerk I've been the last ten years. So I'm just kidding. Oh man, <laughs> it does talk about kind of the struggle a little bit. Marriage you know, and, and marriage life has it been and, perfect. You know, yeah. it seems like I have a Facebook perfect life. You know, and 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 we all see that. We all see the happy times and the smiles, and you know, it's like, oh, your life is perfect, and uh, not me specifically, but we think that about people. You know, yeah. the reality is behind the scenes. You know, marriage is hard, and Heather and I have had really hard times. You know, and uh, we just said divorce isn't an option, you know, and so no matter how hard it gets, until death do us part. Yeah. She always says things like, I'll fight for you, with you the rest of my life, as long as it's you, you know, and that lyric is even in the song, you know, and she always talked about how love purifies, uh, or hard, you know, hard times is kind of like going through the fire and fire purifies, and so that's in the song too, you know, oh, so cool, through the fire, through it all. You so know. you put in a little bit of things that she yeah. said and put yeah, in Yeah, put some of the things she said yeah. in there and you know, um, it's a very simple song, but it's like it's called Sixty More. So our ten year anniversary, you know, it hasn't been perfect. You know, You're but hoping it, to go another in 60. sickness and in health, you know, 
for better or for worse. It's been better. It's been worse. We've been happy. We've been hurt. But through it all, we're together until death do us part. Yeah. I want 60 more. You know, so that's kind of the... So it's it's for her, but I, I also believe that it will encourage young people who are struggling. Especially nowadays, man, yeah. and, and, and yeah. where we're at in life and everything. People people don't really take marriage seriously. They yeah. get married and they don't really understand it. Yeah. I think marriage is like, it's going to be work, man. You're yeah. going to have hard times. Yeah. You're going to have times where you probably hate the other person. Oh, yeah. But you got to just Disgust. get through it, bro. I've been disgusted at my wife. I've yeah. despised her. Yeah. <laughs> she has despised me and been disgusted with me. You know, the honeymoon stage ends. It does. Come and on, man. marriage is a commitment that you make yeah. for each other under the Lord and for your kids. You know, and it's worth it in the long run. Now, there are, there are situations that are, abu- you know, abusive and, and, Obviously, and certain yeah. conditions that you need to get out of your marriage. But yeah. fighting and being mad at the other person isn't. <laughs> That's not one of, the, one of the reasons to get divorced, yeah. huh? Yeah. So. You forgot to make your dinner at six, you know? <laughs> That's, that's not, come exactly, on, exactly. Uh, what? But, yeah. I'm, this is over. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the end of the 15th. Do you want to end it with a song? Do you want to play sure, a little something? Yeah, I'll play we, a song for you guys. Let's close it out. We'll close it out with that. All right. This is a super back simple listen. song. Uh, oh, here's a pick. Got to keep go. picks everywhere. I need to learn how to play guitar. That's, uh, I'm hoping one of these days. So this is cool because we talked about, you know, what can, what can a person do that doesn't, you know, that wants to come close to God, and we talked about it being something God initiates. Um, what makes us right before God? What is the thing, what is the, the uh, I've heard it said, the instrumental calls, like the exact calls of salvation, the thing that changes us? And it's not works, it's not performance, it's not working hard, it's not trying to be good enough, it's not sinning less, it's faith. The Bible says, we're saved by faith alone. So when we trust in the work Jesus did in his life, death, and resurrection, and we trust, we have faith in that, we believe in that, we are credited as being righteous. So it's all about what Jesus has done. It's not about what we have done. So the album that I'm working on, no one has heard this song yet. So this is like debut. This is an exclusive? Yeah, this oh, is debut. Shit. This song is called Faith. This song is called Faith Alone. And this is the name of the album that's coming up. So it's super easy. The verse says, uh, to, who, to whom has the arm of the Lord come down? Uh, who has believed in his awesome love? And it says, it came to me and I believe. And then it says, we're saved by faith alone. So it's this picture of, um, it's this picture of, of God doing the work, but us reaching out in faith. So. Just believe
righteousness to the sinner who believes Jesus I believe it is done we're saved by faith alone that's a good song I like it <laughs> So I know you're, hey, you're saying that the single is November 21st, right? For your wife? I'm ho- yeah, I'm going to release this it. album? So released? this is something I'm working on. I don't know if I'm going to do a couple. I know that like singles are a new thing. I was yeah. thinking about doing some singles like progressively to, or yeah. a couple, you know, instead of just doing all of it at once. Have you done any music videos? I have. Nice. Yeah, Turn My Desert. On, on YouTube? On YouTube, yeah. Okay. It's a music video, so... Yeah. So how how sorry I, I kind of interrupted you. No, but you when didn't. Do you, when do you think it's gonna be released or a so single gonna be released? So I might maybe? do this early. I'm doing a single next year, I think, called okay. Eternally Secure, uh, and then maybe not next year, but maybe the year after that, I might do this song as like a teaser, like, which is funny because the Father sees Jesus was that I just did was a teaser for this album, yeah. and that was gonna be number four. The song I just released was gonna be number four on the album then i wrote that song and it oh, took its okay. place oh, on the really? upcoming album so now the album's called faith alone so the song that i just recorded is no longer a teaser for the album it's not even an <laughs> album anymore it's like yeah. a, a teaser for the teaser yeah so maybe yeah. i'll record this one not next year but the year after that or maybe next fall i don't know soon as possible man this um, is really exclusive man this is a yeah we're yeah, to see, like the beginning of it. I've written all these songs, and what I want to do in the past, I've done albums without really sharing songs much, and so now I'm, I'm introducing songs to church, making sure they're singable, lovable, and you know, the theology is good. It connects with people, and I want to sing them for a while at church before yeah. I record the album. So when the album comes out, it'll be really special. Just be comfortable with them. Yeah, feel like second nature. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably my favorite song ever. And I uh, can't wait to record it. So. It sounded beautiful. Thank I loved you. it. Yeah. And I like the no uh, no acts or, or that men may boast. Oh, yeah. That's not how you, yeah, you no, live yeah. in your life. Or that yeah. doesn't even really matter. You know? Yeah, that's, it's not by works. It's beautiful. We can't Because we can't boast because grace is a gift. Exactly. So we're just thankful that it's a free gift from God. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm stoked, This was a good one. I'm so stoked. That, that was a lot of fun, man.